Welcome, guys, to the podcast. This is Actor Director Talk with Bucky and Dean. Playback and action. And the actors are acting in front of you. It's as if they're acting only for you. I don't restrict their performance. You can never tell from an actor, from a leading actor, what he's going to do. Act yourself, figure out how to rehearse. You just have to do it. Try to not over-talk it or overthink it. Leave some mystery to happen. Because I was an actor myself, I know what they're going for. Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going back to school and today we're talking about verbs. I know it's a fun topic but it's a very important uh, tool for a director to use. Uh, verbs are a way, they're like an action verbs. Um, so basically it's a, a something you can say to a, a, an actor that's simple and it allows the, it's a direction that an actor can do. It's very important for directors but it's a tool that should be used sparingly. You don't want to use it for every line of dialogue in your script. Um, you might want to use it maybe once for a beat at the absolute maximum and then maybe use a verb for like to describe the whole scene. But you definitely don't want to do it line by line. Um, and that's for directors. Now for actors... There's a school of thought that actors use this tool for themselves um, and it's not really for actors to use, it's for directors to use. So we're going to explain the do's and don'ts and, and the whys of that because a lot of actors are going, what the, what the fuck are they talking about? You can't use verbs. Like I use verbs all the time. I got that book um, that's the thesaurus about all the verbs and I mark my scripts and we're going to talk about why that's uh, not great um, and then we're going to talk about why it's more for directors to understand and not actors. That's great. Um, I just want to open up with saying that famous line that actions speak louder than words and that words are there to actually serve and push the story forward. I mean, when you're looking at a script, um, most directors and actors, when they look at it, they tend to like deconstruct the, the script intellectualize it write it down in the margins um what they're playing their um verbs action verbs actions verbs are the same thing the only reason we're, we're talking about verbs is because when you're actually looking at the defi definition you're looking at a um something that's easier to understand and it's more playable because action is is ten, tends to be overused but they're they're pretty much the same thing um so Let's first define what, what an action verb is. Dean, do you want to define it for the people? Yep. An action verb is a transitive verb, a verb that takes an object, something you do to someone else. Typically, an action verb has both an emotional and a physical component. Right. So an action verb has to be, once, once again, we keep repeating this idea, it has to be playable, it has to create behavior, um, it has to clarify what's going on and it has to be very very specific um when when you're looking at a, a script a story something that's written that you're trying to you're trying to make and and deconstruct called text analysis the first thing you you look at and you should look at is what is basically going on in each of the scenes and you should deconstruct it in what are all the things that are happening all the active action verbs that are happening within the scene, within the characters. And the reason I say that is because all writers write 
with the intent first. Intention is the same thing as verbs. So as a director, you don't want to use it as as an educational tool because most verbs, most actions, most of these ideas, they're taught at a university level. They're, they're taught at a school level. Like um, to think, to believe, to to do this, to do that. On a level, at a university level, like Dean said, where they give you a thesaurus, all it does is it makes the scene more vague because it it doesn't translate to specific behavior to to the characters. So you w- when you're looking at it, they have to be very experiential. The verbs. Um, this is the difference between having uh, an intellectual conversation or understanding actions or understanding how to deconstruct the script and pull it apart and understand it in in that way than to be able to uh, create behavior with your actors and and the, the the difference between those two is worlds apart one tends to be uh, an analytical piece uh, non-experiential static because it's intellectual and the other one is experiential because they're there, they're doing it, they're getting up and they're uh, deconstructing the idea of what that action is, what that verb is. Um, your job is to give a playable, specific, active verb or I hate using, I hate using the, the, I hate even saying the word active verb because it sounds so educational. It sounds something you'd learn at film school or acting school where they teach you and you'd sit around and you'd write in the margins of, oh, I'm doing this and now I'm doing that and I'm doing this. Yeah, that gets you to level to start to think about it, but it doesn't get you into the space to to move and to and to and to kind of have the little nuances that happen between people. And at a level, like Dean said, it's 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 good to understand it as a director, but you gotta understand how to go beyond that to be able to put it to the actor in a way that they don't necessarily think about the the verb they think about what's going on in the scene so it serves as like an anchor which if you understand it you can do the film at any point at any time and always go back to those verbs go back to those actions or whatever you have deconstructed in in your script to be able to feed each of the actors playable things yeah absolutely like so you're you know you're watching a scene and it's missing something. They're they're in their heads. They're not listening to each other. They're not reacting off each other. They're just they're just doing the lines essentially, and they're not really taking each the other actor in when they're doing the scene. So, if you tell one of the actors, okay, your job is to punish the other actor. That's it. That's all you have to say. You say you can like, can you do it this time? But I want you to punish punish the other actor for what they've done to you. Now, what does punish mean? It can mean a lot of things. It's very vague. It's very vague. Yeah. But it then goes to the other actor on how to interpret that. Yeah. The how is the character. The how is yeah. So it's kind of like okay, how would my character punish? Uh, the other the other character how would my character you know where's the where's the opportunities to really punish them for what they've done through the dialogue 
and where do I hold back, you know? Because then punish kind of opens up this kind of thing of like, oh, I'll play cool first. I don't want to bombard them with a punishment, but I'll I'll find, you know, windows of opportunity to like really double down. Like I'm going to fucking punish you so hard. Like I'm thinking uh, closer, that scene with uh, Clive Owen and Julia Roberts when Clive Owen discovers that Julia Roberts has slept with another guy and he's just furious at her. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he just wants to make her, you know, suffer for what she's done, you know. And he's just finding like the best words to say, like just, you know, you fucking cunt. I just remember that, that, you know, just rotten how you fucking cunt right at the end of the scene. And it's just a real like, just fucking die you piece of shit i'm so hurt because i was so in love with you um but that's what you you want to do like verbs are like a salt and pepper to direction you want to um pepper it you know once you know you want to say the one word of like this is what what what, this is what the scene's about this is what i want you to do to the other actor and when they're doing that it just engages them to be with the other person because they're looking for those opportunities. They're looking for those opportunities to listen, you know, to talk and when to really double down on 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 what it is they're trying to achieve in the scene. Okay, one thing, yeah, one thing I wanted to say is um, I've worked uh, with actors, directors and myself. I've always thought that, um, you know, when I was asked, well, what, what are you trying to do here? Like to the other person, let's say in a scene between two people, a typical scene. Um, I would usually say I'm trying to get her to understand me. And I realized if I didn't have a way of doing that, I didn't have a playable way to, to approach this. I would get easily confused between an objective and a verb or an action, right? Because you ask yourself, I'm trying to get her to understand me. Can I do that? Yes. How do I do that, right? Do I do it by spelling it out to her, by writing her a letter? by talking over her see these these three different ways that i provide the the verb the the action gives you three different characters you know i didn't give these academic level uh insights and that's how you have to think about when you're working with your actors you have to bring it down on a level where it's more conversational rather than academic it has to make sense for the character it has to make sense um for the scene and for what's going on with with the actual actor like if they get it if i was to give dean an an example of um a scene where he has to academically in terms of a verb to mock another person to mock so that that is that is the the active verb i wouldn't tell him dean go mock the other person go uh you know put down the other person I would say, hey, Dean, go fuck with him, you know, screw around with him. You see, it, it appeals more to, to, to a sense of conversation. If it hits to his understanding, it's less academic for him to intellectualize it. And it's more, as they say, doable to the other character, to the other person. Um, and then that back and forth, that taking in and out is based on what you give the other character, right? Yeah, I was so funny when you gave me that example because I was like, mock, I was like, mock, okay. But then when you're like, oh, go fuck with him, I was like, oh, 
all right, you know, like he kind of excited me, you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, if I was in that spot, I just was like my imagination lit up because I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck with you, you know, it just sounds a lot more fun. It just sounds yeah. a lot more, play, you know, it sounds like play. Mm. Mock sounds like, oh, you're going to mock them, you know, it's like it's it's kind of an old term that we don't really use anymore to mock. But to fuck with someone, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I I, I get that. That is, that's. That's a definitely a more engaging, something more engaging. And, you know, like, you know, you've had probably have so many experiences. If I say, oh, like, when was the last time you got fucked with or you fucked with someone else? You can just probably go, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember that. I remember this. I remember that. But, you know, when, when was the last time you mocked someone? Mocked. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's, it's what, it, what does that mean anyway? Uh this is the academic level. This is where the mistake happens. And I've been caught in that trap as well. The academic level is usually uh, a two-word analysis. You know, they, they think it makes sense to the actor and to the director, but both sides get confused. They both think they're doing some work because they're writing these things in the lines. They're, they've done their homework and they're, they're able to do it. But if you're able to translate it in even a sentence... You know, it's still an active verb. It's still an action. Like, I give an example. Um, you know, you can have an active verb such as to share. See, but what does that mean? To to share, like as in, I'm sharing this with Dean. I'm sharing this conversation. But it's still vague. It still doesn't have a sense of uh, what I'm sharing. So, if I was to tell you to share the innermost secrets of your heart then it makes them more personal it makes them more specific right rather than an academic level to share you know look up the thesaurus you know um, look look at the, the 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 script and i've done my homework yeah well what what does that actually mean but if i say to share the most inner secrets of my heart then that that becomes more personal more specific and more active and more emotional as well. More emotional, yeah. It, it all blends in. So I think when when we look at verbs, we should look at it in the sense of like a like a like a signature of of conversation, right? It shouldn't be an academic level. You should know who your actors are. Hopefully, you can have a sense of conversation with them. You can get a sense of how they work, and even if they do like verbs uh, this way then, you know, giving them e enough so they don't make it mechanical. So their transitions are, and then I'm mocking, and then I'm, you know, prodding, and then I'm doing this, and then I'm doing that. No, it has to, it has to be active enough, like a treadmill. It's got to consistently keep going um, and happening with the other person in the scene. Um, so when we look at verbs, when we look at actions, we have two types right? We have inner, which is the psychological actions. So your thoughts, your emotions, everything that happens inside of yourself. And then we have the outer, which is the, the, the physical and the actual manifestation of, of doing it. If we go to the, to the inner verbs and we give an example of a verb to think, Let's say it's the most com it's the most common thing you hear this from from actors and directors. Oh, you know what? What are you doing? Oh, I'm thinking to think. Or or the director says, 
I'll get you to think. Just just think as your character. Think as your character would. What, what does that mean? It's so vague and so so general that you just you you start to as either the director or as the the actor, all you get is the furrowed brow, the the vagueness of looking off into the distance, the glass eyed look, rather than making it more specific. So if we go to the idea to think, we ask ourselves to think about what, right? You think about last night. See, that makes it more specific. Just even adding a general sense of of that signature of what's going on basically in, in the scene. That's why you as a director, you need to break it down. Understand these verbs. If the scene calls for the the character to think, yeah, you do you do write it down. But then you ask, well, what are they thinking about specifically when, when you look at it? You write it down in your script analysis, but then you ask about what based on the scene, about last night, about their future. You know, what's, what's the famous line of Hamlet, to be or not to be? That is the question. He's, he's thinking about what? He's thinking about what? And that about what is your job and the actor's job to bring it together to make an original performance. And you ask yourself, what happened before in the scene? What are the clues that are there in the script that give you those ideas to what they could be thinking about, right? Another example is you ask, let's say we have a scene and it's, these are all very common things that I could think of. You have a scene where a character is waiting. He's waiting for another character or he's waiting for the bus, let's say, and he's just waiting. And then... The director just says, "Oh yeah, you, you you just 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 wait, just just wait there. And this scene is just just you waiting. You you're there just on the on the side of the road, just waiting. So the active verb becomes to wait, but then it's still vague. What are you waiting for? What are you doing while you're waiting? What are you thinking about? Because you can't be just. If you look at people at bus stops, if you look at people that are waiting for other people, they've still got thoughts running in their head. They're still thinking about something else." Or they're still doing something in the space which makes them active. They're checking their watch. Most days people are checking their phones. They're reading a book, listening to music, looking down the road, seeing if the bus is going to come, maybe reciting the things in their head of what's going to happen to the destination they're going. If they're going for a job interview, they could be thinking about that. So when we say to, to wait, we also ask, what is it? that we're waiting for where are we going and what else is happening because otherwise if you give them the action we're to wait they're just going to stand there and that's it they're just going to stand there and lifeless they're going to look like they're waiting rather than look like real people and that's the problem like dean said you need to have an understanding of this but this isn't what what you give to your actors you translate it to yourself and you give them something that's playable based on, once again, the circumstances. And we will have a big episode on circumstances. And based on um, the inner and outer active, active verbs, right? Now, if we go to the outer verbs, like the, 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 the physical doings of things, we give us a, an example of something like, to make breakfast you get them let's say it's a scene where you know you need them to to make breakfast it's written in the script they're making breakfast right 
there's nothing nothing else going on most scripts are like this they're like oh yeah the 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 person is is making breakfast and the actor sees that the director sees that oh yeah let's set up the scene it'll be in the kitchen we'll get them to fry some eggs make some breakfast yada yada, that typical shit that you know it just ends up being the same generic shit like a bowl of cereal eggs that's it now if you if you ask yourself is the is that a verb no it's not to make breakfast is partly an objective because you need to add the reason why or where you're going in your next destination that gives you that uh, verb to work with so the activity becomes the objective and the verb becomes i'm making breakfast so i can leave for work i've got a I've got an important job interview, right? So it can be, the verb can be to get ready for work, right? And in the meantime, the script says, in the script, in the scene, it says he's making breakfast by himself. He's frying some eggs. This is written in the script. He's frying some eggs. He's making some orange juice, blah, blah, blah. And that's written there. Most actors, most directors will just play that. But if you break it down as a director, you can say to the actor, Go get ready for work. What do you do to get ready for work? And then you make it more and more specific based on that. Absolutely. You want to make things very, very specific and going back to what what he said of making it like super general and vague and just like every line of like, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's almost like you're being, um, you've got a backseat driver and they're constantly telling you like every little detail on how to drive a car. Check your mirrors, you know, stop at the red light, you know, accelerate, don't go in the speed limit, turn left, you know, go stay in the left lane, go in the roundabout, you know, like it's just, you know, if you're doing that for every line of the script, you know, it's it's a minefield for an actor to go through because they're like, they have to go through the checklist, like, am I doing this, I'm doing that. And, you know, no one likes to drive with a backseat driver, you know, but if you give a really specific direction and a, and a verb that's that's specific but has a general feel of a direction you're basically just saying like just head north you know and then the actor will fo- will navigate his way north through that single direction and then he'll find a way of how to how to navigate towards that that objective that that, that goal in the scene of what it is um but if you're micromanaging every little line in the script then you know like the actor has so much other things to think about but so if you bog their mind with too much too many verbs like that's what's going to happen they're going to be stilted they're going to be in their head and they're not going to be taking things in because they're like oh first i gotta punish and then i've gotta like retreat and then i gotta be defensive and then i gotta go back on the attack and then on this line, I've got to uh, congeal, and then on this line, I've got to, you know, beg, and then this, you know, and then it's just a laundry list of shit to do, and it's yeah. boring and stilted and mechanical. Yeah, it's uh, we don't do that in real life. Like we don't do that. We have a general sense of what we need to accomplish. That's our objectives. How we do it is based on who we are. You know, Dean and I might need to do the laundry every week. But how we do it is based on who we are as people. Um, and that, that kind of becomes that, you know, active, active verb. There's a, 
Interesting, you reminded me of a um, interview I heard with Robert Downey Jr. He talks about how he learned from, I think it was Warren Beatty. Um, he said, you know, he worked on a film, I think in the 80s or the 90s with him. And Warren came up to him and he said, you know, what are you doing in this scene? And he was like, whoa. He was like, I was like taken aback. I was a young kid. I, I didn't know. So he was like, oh, you know, I'm... Robert Downey's like, I'm I'm going to work. And he's like, yeah, but what else are you doing while you're going to work? What else are you doing while you're... And he goes, that just opened up so many more things to me. Um, and the reason I say that, like, I personally don't like looking at, at, at verbs as, as an actor, but I think it is important as a director and an actor because it, it guides you as a compass to each scene because you might shoot things out of order and it might, uh, you might get very confused on where you are as a, as a character. Like at what scene you have that idea of, of what, you need to, what you need to do and what else is happening. And that's a very good lesson from Warren Beatty that yes, all these things are happening in the scene while you're trying to accomplish your action or why you're doing, why you're going to work. So in, in real life, we do the same thing. So as a director, you can't just tell them, oh, you know, to do this, to do that. You know, it, it stiltifies the person because it just, we just don't do that in real life. We just don't do that in, and I know film is, is not real life. It's a representation, but uh, the essence of what the writer puts into the script, it's all based on actions and verbs, on intentions. That's what they write. The words are just there to add the filling on top. But what people go pay to see is the characters playing intentions. That's why most films are more, you know, interesting these days than, than having to go see dialogue that's all exposition, that's all, you know, talked about to what they're experiencing and what's going on. And I also put it to you that if words and in if you know the, the the lines and the way to go by the script is important then all the films all the silent films in the 1920s in the nine, early 19th century they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have survived you know nobody would have went to see them because they're all silent films you know people went to see them because they went to see chaplin because chaplin uh his character charlie chaplin he was always trying to overcome things in each of the scenes. If you go watch it as a director, just go watch a few of them, you'll see it. He's always trying to overcome things, you know? Mr. Bean, think about why Mr. Bean was so popular, right? No, no matter what culture, no matter what where Mr. Bean was shown, people still understood what was going on, not through the words, but through his actions, through his intentions. Yeah, uh, there's a great quote uh, from Judith Weston in a book, Directing Actors. We can be put in jail for our actions, but not for our feelings, because what we feel is not our fault. We can't control it, whereas we can tr we can control what we do. Yeah, because the audience is not is not drawn to feelings of actors and emotions and like, oh, this is what the the the, the character is feeling. It's it's all about what the what the actor is doing in the scene, what they do. And then what? And then what they do has there's a consequence of the feelings that happen after the doing. So doing is 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 the main train, and the 
and the feelings and all that other stuff is the consequences of those actions. Yeah. It's like the the byproduct. It happens because it's an obstacle or it's, you know, something that helps that character move forward, whether they're happy or they're sad or they're angry or whatever it is. It's the byproduct. Yeah, absolutely. So just a few things. So if you want like a character to play it sexy, uh, you could say you, you might ask them to flirt, you know. If you want them to be more angry, you can, you know, suggest, you know, accuse them or punish them. Do you know what I mean? Like this allows the the actor to listen and engage with the other actor. Um, yeah, it has to be done to the other person. Verbs, active verbs, these things, like what Dean just gave examples of, they have to be um, moving towards the other actor so to speak it's not very uh it's not very static you need you need the other person to work off them basically it's a cliche but it's it's there for a purpose because the other person is the obstacle usually the other person themselves being there is is the obstacle and if you give two opposing actions to uh let's say the two two characters that will create conflict so on the basis of that if you get one thing out of this, do not speak to your actors on an academic level. You can learn it. You can write it for yourself to understand each of the scenes and what the character's active verbs are. But learn how to translate it in terms of asking yourself, can this verb to think, can I do it? Say yes. But then ask yourself, okay, if I'm thinking, then what am I thinking about, right? So ask yourself, is it, is it playable? Is it doable? If it isn't, then go a little bit deeper. Ask yourself the questions when looking at the text. What, what are each of the characters doing and why they're doing it? And then you'll find the clues. Yeah. And also these verbs, they're not a science. It's an art. Um, you know, one plus one does not equal two. You may give a verb to another actor and they might not they might interpret it in a different way to what you're interpreting it. So you might have to use a different, like a, a similar verb to what you've just said in another take or another uh, shot at the rehearsal and try something different. So, you know, so now do you want the actor to punish, to warn, to complain? Each of these verbs give a different level of intensity to the line. Punish might, punish might be the most intense and complain the less the least intense, again, you can't be sure until you test it, until you, you give that direction and you see what the actors do because they might have different experiences to complaining. Complain might just be like a little thing of like, oh, I just complain, I just I just speak my words. Well, complain could be like almost like a nagging to someone else. So you don't know what this direction will do until you do it. So experiment, try it, don't Oh, don't expect that your interpretation of a verb will be the same as an actor's. I mean, this is why you do multiple takes. This is why you do rehearsals to test of what works and what doesn't work. So give it a crack. See how you go. Um, if you're having trouble of what verbs to use, the back of Judith Weston's book, there's she's got a list of action verbs that you can use and more action verbs. So they've, she's just got like two massive lists of all these different things. So have a look at those if you're struggling of like what verbs you could use in a scene um, and see how you go. And use your script analysis, break down a, a script and all the different verbs that you could use and and go forth. Yeah. 
I take it one more step. I'd go out there and ask yourself at every moment what uh when you're looking at people what are they actually doing ask yourself at certain moments what are you doing ask yourself when not only when you're let's say uh doing the laundry not only physical things but at moments when let's say you are waiting for somebody you know or you you don't have to be so conscious of yourself you could be watching other people to say what could they be possibly doing while they're doing what they're doing as well because then that gets you to think less academically it is a good starter to have those um, lists that Dean just mentioned. But then once you go beyond it and start understanding behavior and start understanding um, in the context of other people, then you can grasp the idea to be able to yeah jot it down, but to be able to make it more specific and make it more playable to Abs- them. Absolutely. And then even like if someone's in a conversation, if you're watching two people have a, have a talk, like what, what are they doing to each other? You know, and then don't don't think about it when you're having conversations with people, but like think about past conversations that you've had, like very heightened conversations of a breakup or you know a proposal of something of some of some kind. you know what were you trying to do what were, what was the actions that you were taking to convince someone else to do that thing that you wanted? So have a look in hindsight of what you were trying to do and uh, then see how you could, how you would translate it to a similar scene in real life. Yeah. Cool. This is a good episode. Yeah. All Thanks. right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. See you next time. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to our channel. Links in the description below. We're also on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We also have a email which you can contact us at talk at actordirecttalk.com. Thank you.